Um, so yeah, uh, how's everyone? How's everyone's gaming lives doing? How 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 are we all? Well, are you actually introducing us, or are we just happy? Yes, yes, I am. Okay. By the way, welcome. To- Let's just tell tell them like cut off the first nine ten minutes. <laughs> we could we could do that. Pause. Or- I can pause the thing. I'm pausing the mop. Yeah, we could we could you can pause the mop. Uh, welcome to Push My Buttons podcast. Ten minutes in, nine minutes and forty nine seconds. Um, I'm Dungeon Master Mike, and I am joined as always with. Captain Platinum's here. I'm going to go first this time. I'm going first this time because Pat's not here. (laughs) And we are joined today by... Uncanny Ryan. Hey! Hey. (laughs) I got it. I got it. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, I I will cheer you on any day of the week. So I'm trying to figure out um, right now my microphone volume i hope everyone in podcast line can hear me pretty well but it seems that i'm having a problem with my mic but that's okay um so how are you all doing how's the gaming going has any of you have any of you played any new stuff uh what are you up to lately and all that jazz i do not want to start ranting <laughs> <laughs> right up go first so I haven't been on here since before the holidays. So I uh, I took uh, some time off for my Christmas and New Year's break. Took some extra time off and I did my own thing. So I finished uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Oh, cool. Which was great fun. Um, I do love that game. I highly recommend it. Um, and then I also played all three episodes of Vader Immortal. It's a PlayStation. I played it on PlayStation VR, but it's a VR game. And I loved that. Um, it ties into some stories in the comics, which is super cool. Um, there's a lot of lore about Vader's castle on Mustafar, which you see at the end of episode three. And you also see, no, you don't see at the end of episode three. You see, he's on Mustafar episode three, and then you see it in, uh, 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 Rogue One. You see it in Rogue One. Um, and then that was really cool. And it's a very fun force game, a very fun uh, force powers, VR, use the force to throw shit around, Throw your lightsabers at crap. I loved it. It was great fun. Everything I wanted a Star Wars a VR Star Wars game to be. And then I also am almost finished with Skyward Sword. I got that for Christmas. The remaster on the Switch. And my mom, <laughs> bless her heart, she got me this little... Um, it's a Nintendo Switch accessory for your Nintendo Switch Joy-Con controller. And it, you simply... It's, it's a hunk of plastic... And you just stick your Joy-Con controller in there. And then it lights up when you swing it around. But it is in the shape of a sword. A Zelda sword. So I am playing Skyward Sword with my motion controls. With an actual sword in my hand. And it greatly enhances the experience. That's awesome. <laughs> so you're playing it basically like you would have on the Wii. Because the Wii you had to do the motion Correct. Controls. Yep. It, it does, basically does the same thing with the two nunchucks. Oh, you would have the... Whatever the two Wii controllers were. One was a nunchuck and one was called something else. I don't remember. But... A wand or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you have just both Joy-Cons in your hands. And one is your shield and one is your sword. And then some buttons do some things. But yeah. I am curious. Have you tried the non-motion controls? Um, I do when I want to cheat one of the mini games. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because the mini game, some of the precise movements are very much easier with the with the joystick controls for some of the harder mini games. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, I thought they had something like that for um, Twilight Princess when it came out for the Wii, because there was a there was a time period where like Twilight Princess was promised to come out for the GameCube, but the production took a while. And so they just decided to release it for the Wii and the GameCube. Mm-hmm. And they took the Wii remote and they ran into this interesting problem because Link is famously left-handed. Um, uh-huh. And so this story. Yeah. The idea was that you took your Wii remote and you swung it like a, like a sword and that would cause Link to like swing his sword. But, because the majority of people are right-handed, that actually really caused them problems. So they had to mirror the entire mm-hmm. game. Yep. And it was it 
it was really odd um, because it's like they couldn't just simply redo Link's model to have a sword in the left hand. That was that would apparently break the game. So they just thought it was easier just to inverse everything, which I think is even weirder. Um, <laughs> but I, I I don't know. That just always seemed really strange to me. But yeah, it's cool. I, I'm I'm glad you got. I'm glad you're swinging a sword around. Yeah. Did you did you pick up your uh, your high rule shield that's on your wall and get totally, totally immersed in the whole thing. So it's funny. So, um, uh, no, uh, but uh, <laughs> this game, I haven't played a Zelda game in quite some time. I haven't really played a, 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 a real mainline uh, Zelda game really since Nintendo 64 days. So this game really reminded me, really reignited my, my semi-dormant love for, for the Legend of Zelda series. And I do have a, a the Master Sword and, and Hylian Shield on my, well, I'm above my fireplace. <laughs> like, I've always wanted that there. Like, it's like, one, the things you dream as a kid when you're like, when I own a house, I'm going to do this. And that was one of them. <laughs> I've always enjoyed that. <laughs> um, and so I, well, we take it down for Christmas because I have a wreath up there and we have a whole bunch of uh, Star Wars stuff, that's a wreath of Star Wars ships, the Hallmark ones that tell the, have the little Death Star blow up scene. Anyway, um, so I was started playing it before Christmas, and I'm, st- I'm gonna probably finish it up maybe this weekend if I'm lucky. And um, but as I was taking the Christmas stuff down and putting it up, I was like kind of playing with it again. <laughs> yeah, before I put it back up on the fireplace on the mantle. How how is Skyward Sword? Because that that was that's generally thought as like the least favorite. Zelda, but I think it had more to do with the controls. I yes, I don't think so. And the controls on the Switch are are amazing. Because I was like, oh, I'm probably gonna try the motion controls for a little bit and then be annoyed and then go back to the button controls. I actually quite enjoy them. Um, it's been I really liked it, and uh, so I, I've I've played the whole game except for the little mini games that was that I found too hard to beat with the. Uh, they, they're a little. It's a little bit more imprecise, obviously, because with the motion controls, um, so that it's easier to play the mini games with button control only um, when you have to make precise movements. But um, yeah, I I really liked the motion controls, and they it might just be switches. Joy Cons are just that much better technology because when well, the Wii was how long ago, and then they've they've made that many improvements to it now. So yeah, I. I really like this game. I really like the story. The story is is canonically in the timeline the very first story. So this is the first. So so Link and Zelda are characters that get reincarnated over time, and there's many different instances of them along the Zelda timeline. This is the very first uh, incarnation of Zelda, and you get to see why Zelda is who she is, and you get to see why Link is who he is, and 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 why they keep coming back and who they were in the beginning. And it's very, and you get to see the origin of the Hylian Shield. You get to see the origin of the Master Sword. And, and it's really interesting. And so I really like it as far as an addition to the Zelda lore. And I think it's a good story. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it when I played. I I don't know how far you are. I did not finish it because I got frustrated and never went back to it. Um, what did you get frustrated about? I got to... Uh, I remember there being like sand in like the boat, and you meet the pirate dudes. Did oh, you? that's why I'm at. <laughs> I, I got so far into that stupid temple or whatever, and I couldn't find a save point. And I finally died, and then I was just like, "Screw this!" And then I never picked it back up. So there's some quality of life improvements on the Switch version. There is an auto save function, which is very nice. Um, there is an amiibo that you can get, which is a very interesting move on Nintendo's part. So an amiibo unlocks a very vital part of the game which the amiibo allows you to just fly back to skyloft whenever you want from any point <laughs> we talked about that a while ago and how controversial it was that they made yeah. it like an exclusive thing yeah it's interesting um you can Dude. fly so you can fly back to skyloft at the safe points without the amiibo but with the amiibo you can do it anytime you want which yes, is you have it. Kind of, i don't have the amiibo but i have something that will scan like it's an amiibo. I am, I am a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. I'm glad you're enjoying that. Um, I Cheating the game is half the fun for me. I really, I don't know. I've always been that way. If I can figure out how to, like, figuring out ways to cheat and doing that kind of stuff is also part of the fun for me. 
So I used to be really <laughs> anti-cheating. Like, you got to play the game how it's intended. Until I started modding games, and then I realized <laughs> I could have a lot of fun. <laughs> so one of my first experiences modding was when I uh, turned the Skyrim dragon into Randy Savage. Um, and then I had Thomas the Tank engine like flying through the sky as a dragon. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, at that point, I was just like, you know what? I don't want to level up blacksmith. I'm going to give myself a chest with all of the supplies I need for everything. I'm going to level it up that way because I want this type mm -hmm. of gear. And it, it just went downhill from there. Um, so I no longer, I'm no longer a anti-cheating purist. I used to, be, I used to really hate that. Um, so I, I get that, but I like Chase. My boyfriend gets somewhat annoyed with me in the way I play things because I cheat and he hates that. But it's really if I if I try to play a game like just the way it's meant, to, like just not trying to do anything to to game the system, I lose interest. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed really? about me, yeah. Um, I I play. I've always I play game. I I get and understand and completely back all the people that are like games are challenging. It's it's rewarding to beat this super challenging thing. I get that. That's not for me. I like easier things. I have a challenging job. I have challenges in my life that are that that I have to deal with every day. I don't want additional challenges i want something easy and fun for the most part so that's kind of what what i get out of games is like give me something that i can accomplish and feels like I can accomplish something that's not super hard to do because i do super hard things every day <laughs> <laughs> um i i for me if i decide to cheat on a game it's it's going to be time related like Right now, uh, so I, I just finished Dragon Quest V. Uh, I'm in Dragon Quest Eleven, and I'm 25 hours in, and I'm like, you know, I hear this game is incredibly long. Um, I almost want to just, like, figure out a way to game the system so I can, like, decrease and shave off the amount of hours on it. Mm -hmm. That would be the reason why I cheat. Um, but I, I don't... I, I like I, I don't know like for me the some of, some of the games some of the the challenges are like unless the challenge is very very time consuming like I don't know being a completionist or something like that mm -hmm. or doing a platinum trophy <laughs> um, like if it's like a boss fight that I have to go through a hundred times like that to me isn't like time that I can save that to me is is where the like the fun comes in at but I'm just I'm just kind of weird. Like that, I guess. No, you know, you're not. That tons of people are like that, and I totally get that, and I understand that. It's just I that doesn't work for me. That does. That's not why I'm playing it. But I totally understand why other people and why you would play it the way, the way that's fun for you. Totally get it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I will probably have to play that game eventually. Um, <laughs> Add it to your list. Add it to, well, okay, but you know what? I, I, I wanted, I wanted you to come on specifically to tell you and prove you wrong. I completed a game. Five. One instance of something does not prove me wrong. Oh no! I've done this multiple instances. <laughs> I did it multiple times. I did it with BattleTech. I did it with Doom. I did it. What else, what else did I do it with? See, um, there's, there's three instances of something does not also prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're dealing with Uncanny Ryab. He's going to need at least like 20. Yeah, I know. It's for every one, he'll give me five that I didn't finish. Yep. I, I used to not be like that, you know? I used to finish games mm -hmm. all the way through. I don't know what happened to me. You got a real job and real money, and then you could just buy whatever you wanted, is probably what happened. <laughs> That's probably it. Where, like, when I was a kid, it's like, okay, this game was really expensive. Don't beat it. And then I would beat it. And then I would like go through everything, and then I would have to wait for the next game to come over. But like for me, I like if, if something catches my eye, I just I just purchase. I have games that I have that are in my backlog that I need to play that I wanted to play when they came out, but I bought them and I haven't done anything. Doom Eternal is one of those. Um, I feel you, man. I feel you. Yeah, a con Control is another one. Geez, you know what? I, how many Steam games do I actually have? I kind of want to find that out right now. 
let's open up my Steam account. <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be embarrassing. Library. Um, 302 games. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are duplicates um, because, like, some games will be remastered and they give you... Uh, they gave you the remastered version for free. Others are like part of like a uh, are like part of a series that are just like I don't know. Yeah, three hundred and two games. Um, some of them were free that I just added on, but I I I'm never gonna finish these games. <laughs> um. Oh, you know what? Shadowrun. I finished Shadowrun on the podcast. There, see that—that's four instances. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not gonna move on from Dragon Quest Eleven until I beat it. Um, on Dragon Quest Five, you're gonna you- beat Final Fantasy. Which one? The one you're playing right now. Final Fantasy Fourteen. The one that you can't log out of. Yes, you know what? They actually have an end game now. Oh, they do. Yeah, they do. So the um, and then it turns into an elder game. And then it turns into... <laughs> so, okay, the way how Final Fantasy XIV was, was designed from the start was um, it was it was going to have a beginning and an end to the story. And the next expansion... Well, the end of the story came out with this expansion called Endwalker. And so what, what uh, Square Enix, or rather what the director of the game has said, is the next expansion is a completely different story. We're not going... Like, we've already started developing it. So pretty much it'll be like... Like, I'm not sure if it's going to be a sequel to Final Fantasy XIV with the next expansion starts or how they're going to go about it. But, like, Final Fantasy XIV's story has has officially ended with Endwalker. And then, like, the post-release patches, like uh, 6.1, 6.2, which generally are, like, big drops of content, there's going to be kind of, like, the um, the expected stuff, like raids and things like that. But there's generally story with those patches, and I think those are like epilogue sections of the game. Um, I haven't gotten to the end of Final Fantasy XIV yet, but I have completed all the expansions up till up to Endwalker. So I guess technically I'm on my way to beating Final Fantasy XIV. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, I did get Final Fantasy V on my phone. To replace Dragon Quest V, which is something that I can like, you know, play when I'm not doing anything, like away from the house. So I do have that. I will be beating that, um, and that's pretty much what I'm doing. Limiting. I, I find that I'm more successful with games when I give myself a limit. When I don't go off on the deep end and buy every single game and, and stuff, I kind of put a freeze on buying games until Arceus next weekend. Well, I didn't buy that. Michelle has. <laughs> there are loopholes. There are loopholes. Um, she got um, Brilliant Diamond, and I've really wanted to play that, but I haven't. I haven't touched it. I'm not going to. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of that, that's kind of where I am at with all of that stuff. 302 games. Why do I have 302 games? Um. I'm trying to like go through them all. Oh no, technically I have 293 games because five are soundtracks and four are pieces of software. Oh, yep. <laughs> Not that that you know. You really buy soundtracks matters. on Steam? Uh, sometimes they come with games. So the soundtracks that I've got oh. are the Darkest Dungeon soundtrack, which came with the game, then the Hades soundtrack, which which came with the game, the Hellblade, Sauna Sacrifice came with the game. I have no idea. What Sanctum is? I don't even remember buying Sanctum. I don't know what that is. And then Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP soundtrack. So yeah, Jamie, how about you? Um, did I say I finished Paper Mario Origami King last weekend? I can't remember. Did I finish the story? I don't. Think you mentioned it? Okay. 
Um, I couldn't remember. So I did finish the story of Paper Mario and the Origami King. I thought I did say that. And then I did try to clean up a bunch of the game. I just finally put it away. I was like, there's a couple mini games and things I don't want to deal with. <laughs> so maybe I'll go back to it. But uh, I was like, I've gotten pretty much everything done. So and found everything. But there's like one mini game left that I don't want to go finish. So I kind of called it on that for now. Um, I didn't get back to Horizon Zero Dawn yet. I will eventually. And I actually was in the mood for a Metroidvania type game. So do you want to guess what game I picked up? Metroid Mania? <laughs> there's a, there's one called game. Record of Lotus War that my brother gifted me. I did not buy it. But apparently it's pretty good and relatively short. Nice. I finally started playing Ori and the Blind Forest, the definitive edition, which I have really enjoyed. Nice. Um, I just logged into my PlayStation account. You want to guess how many games I have in my... Uh, Across PS4 and PS5. I'm guessing PS3 is in there, too. All right. How many games do you have? 410, it says. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) But some of these are double across PS4 and PS5, so I think they're double counting. So let's see. Probably. What if I just hit PS4? PS4 is 381, and PS5 is 29. I'm small potatoes next to you. That's that's just PlayStation. Um, but no, yeah. I have you played Ori in the Blind Forest? I haven't. I've heard great things about it. I have really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I've been playing it on Switch. Um, it actually links to your Xbox account, your Microsoft account, so you can get the achievements. Nice. Uh, even playing on Switch, so I thought that was a kind of a cool thing. Um, yeah, the a couple of the traverse things has been really cool. The way they implemented those, so I was impressed so far. Um, I'm on the second temple is what I would call it. Um, and I just don't know if there's only one more after this and then maybe the final boss. I know it's relatively short, like eight hours, but I also explore and I think I'm at like four or five hours. So I'm probably kind of on par. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's like the main thing I've been playing this week when I have been gaming. So yeah, I... I'm getting used to my new work schedule right now, and I have not been able to really game. So, props to you. I I try. <laughs> uh, one of my friends finished Kina, uh, Bridge of Spirits, and they said the um, they said the the bosses were way harder than the like regular monsters. They said it kind of felt almost like Dark Souls is for the for the main villain, the the bosses. So. But they said they really enjoyed it overall, so I'm I'm looking forward to playing that eventually. It's in the queue. <laughs> cool. All right, is it time for news? News. Oh, that was terrible. We need to work on that. No, I did it. <laughs> yeah, but we all did it at different times. Oh, we did. I don't, I thought <laughs> I just, we did, I did it early things. because I was trying to segue you in. <laughs> News. <laughs> so I don't want to talk about this. Who wants to talk about something? News. <laughs> I heard. I heard a rumor. Okay. That I heard that there was a a, a, a merger of equals, and that um. Blizzard Activision merged with Microsoft. Is that is that true, Michael? Yes, that's true. Wait, they, All right. they merged? They well no, they didn't quite they didn't quite merge. <laughs> there are theories, there's lore about this thing. There's lore. <laughs> about, there's there's lore. I can write a book of lore on Activision Blizzard and like the horrible world of Bobby Cocktick, but um yeah, so here I mean, for some reason when you just said that. Remember that old cartoon Bobby's World? Yeah. Yes. That's what popped in my brain, except very differently. That was the theme song. Um yes, so Activision Blizzard was bought out by Microsoft. The deal is solid enough for them to announce it. 
but apparently all of, like the minor ins and outs of the deal because like when you when you combine multi-billion dollar corporations and stuff there are terms and conditions for every aspect of that company in all the way down to the workers and it um they the current timeline for it is that all of 2022 Activision Blizzard will still be its own entity and then in 2023 is when like the merger is official. There's there's uh rumblings and rumors about when this um deal actually started coming to fruition and that was when Phil Spencer who is Microsoft Gaming CEO made a comment about being extremely disappointed in Activision Blizzard and that it was time for them to reevaluate their relationship. He made that comment back in July after the uh, fallout with the reveal of all the sexual harassment back in June. So people are suspecting that Microsoft went in um, to buy Activision Blizzard. There's also a lot of things that are suddenly clicking for a lot of people too. There is a lot of the instances that I've ranted about on this podcast where uh, the board of Activision Blizzard kept on saying, we stand up behind Bobby Kotick. We stand behind him. He will not fail us. But when you think about it, if they were in the midst of, of this deal and when those statements were made was probably what like a month or two ago that would indicate how close they were to how solid the deal was becoming getting rid of a ceo would have been just kind of a a logistics nightmare they they, it would not it would not make any sense to find new leadership because they would be under new leadership soon so people are starting to like connect the dots like oh that's probably why the board is standing behind them because if they have to keep them until the end of this deal they might as well show that they're united or what whatever the case may be i i hate it but um there is no sign that bobby kotick will be part of the board or the ceo of activision blizzard once they merge because they uh, Activision Blizzard will report directly to Phil Spencer, who is Microsoft Gaming's uh, CEO. So they've also uh, Microsoft has shown kind of like the hierarchy of like all the executive staff, and Bobby Kotick isn't in it. So people are wondering if he's going to have kind of like a, a parachute of like at least a quarter of a billion dollars of like an exit package, which. People are happy about the parasite leaving the body of Activision Blizzard. So there's there's that. Um, it's way too early to kind of figure out where this is going to go. But there's a lot of issues to worry about. Our very own um, Blair Hunsaker on our on our chat mentioned that this is kind of because Blair is like for our friendly folks at home blair's like 30 percent or 40 percent communist i don't know <laughs> i don't know if that's like if, if that is a low-balling number but i don't know he'll verify on the chat once he hears this if, if he hears this episode or not but he's he's very against kind of like the monopolies which i mean it's not a monopoly on gaming but it's practically a monopoly on um all like american produced games like almost it's getting very close we have a mega corporation is what we have and that is kind of ringing a lot of alarm bells um jason jason schreier of bloomberg has been he's been tweeting about how uh, he's trying to find contacts with people to find out like is, is this the type of thing that the department of justice really fights against with their anti-monopoly laws and stuff. Um, so there's kind, it's kind of all up in the air. The most recent uh, incident that came out of this, the uh, Bobby Kotick was going to have a, what's called a fireside chat. And let's see. I want to, oh yeah, here we go. 
Uh, this is from Kotaku, but it was originally reported by the Washington Post. This fireside chat took place <laughs> over a video conference and fielded questions which were said to be submitted by employees via email and were read by the chief of people officer. Cocktick was late for the session. And so the meeting was only 16 minutes long. It was. It's like the guy couldn't even bother to be on time for a fireside chat that was designed to quell people's fears about their job and being forgotten in the dust. He couldn't be bothered to show up on time. And normally all staff, like all hands on staff meetings are generally like an hour. Um, I don't know how long this one was originally supposed to be, but he was so late. They only had 16 minutes and they just threw questions that were supposed to be coming from the employees, but they probably weren't because they didn't ask any of the hard questions. They didn't address any of the sexual harassment. They didn't address the uh, safety of people's jobs. They didn't talk about anything of merit. So it's kind of hard to believe that these questions came from employees. There is – here's a quote that he said. I can tell you that my commitment to the company is to remain in my role, he tells employees. Once the deal closes, what I've committed to Microsoft is I will stay as long as is necessary to ensure that we have a great integration and a great transition. Just sounds slimy. Employees are taking this messaging as further indication that Kotick may not remain as CEO once the acquisition is complete, says Kotaku. However, it also means that he could likely remain as the head of Activision Blizzard for at least another year. In the meantime, the developers have had to endure the, the leadership of a man who has shown a complete disregard for their labor rights and their right to a workplace without discrimination and harassment. It should be noted that recently, like a week before this announcement was gone has gone you know out to the public they uh since july activision blizzard has fired 37 people and has disciplined 40 others for sexual misconduct which goes to show like how prolific it is in the company um which i guess is a little bit of progress but it's just kind of a weird thing like people are kind of freaking out developers don't know what this means for them if Microsoft is going to keep everybody or trim everything down. But what I can say that's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel is that since Kotick has jumped into Activision and when after they merged with Blizzard, um, Kotick's goal was to create blockbuster games once a year, which was the goal with Activision and Call of Duty. Once a year, you just turn out a high triple a high cost triple a game and you earn big big bucks and then when blizzard merged with activision they kind of started going the same route and everything has just been kind of falling apart so now we're hoping that with microsoft having uh kind of a history to support uh studios and their work that uh which I, i would have to do more research to actually show what that means but they have tend to have a pretty good track record. They're hoping that budgets for games will decrease, but more games will come out rapidly, like smaller scale games, which is what a lot of people want. But like, there people are also kind of hoping that things are picked back up. Like StarCraft Two has fallen completely off the map. Heroes of the Storm and Blizzard was on the competitive level for MOBA-style games until Blizzard just thought it wasn't profitable enough, so they completely dropped Heroes of the Storm, which put a lot of competitive players and teams out of work. They have been dropping the ball with Overwatch. Overwatch 2 is kind of up in the air, and so those players don't know what to do. They're not sure like what the point is of Overwatch or Overwatch 2 or what Overwatch 2 basically is. Uh, Lego has also dropped a deal with Overwatch 2, so they're no longer going to put out like an Overwatch 2 set, which is bad signs. Um, World of Warcraft has been falling apart. Players are ex- are there's a huge exodus of players from World of Warcraft in mass going to Final Fantasy 14. There is 
very little hope with um, Diablo 4, as that project has been rebooted like three times. Really, Blizzard has just been hitting misses ever since Activision merged with it. It has been really sucking. And so people are kind of hopeful that this merger allows them a little bit more freedom, uh, especially since Kodak will be removed. And that there won't necessarily be a, a board and shareholders in this segment to like have to report to because uh, Microsoft is going to be purchasing a majority of the shares. And it's funny because Microsoft ended up buying it like I guess sixty percent above the buy price for shares. That's part of like the huge deal. So a total, it came out to sixty-eight point seven billion dollars. Like I can't conceive of how much money that is that's that's billion with a b with as a, in bravo that's a b yes so that is happening how long how long did i take to go through all that oh. i don't know i don't know right <laughs> right and i are just like oh we just let you <laughs> chat <laughs> so did i answer your question Ryan? yes yes you did very thoroughly good good any other news? My tongue hurt. <laughs> so you know how they made uh, uh, the, 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 it, Jamie mentioned earlier the Nintendo Switch Online, the Nintendo 64, that band uh-huh. They also made some slight improvements. For example, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. The water looks normal. There's no fog still, but the water looks normal. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just was, just was Googling about that. So they are making small fixes to the $30 price hike for the expansion pass plus for the Nintendo 64 emulation. That doesn't work quite right, but they're working on it. And Sega Genesis. Do not forget the Sega Genesis is added in there too. Oh, I did. I did forget that. I don't have, I have not paid for the upgrade yet. Oh, I haven't either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, you, you mentioned Banjo-Kazooie as of yesterday, 120 is now on there. And then they announced next month's game, which is what? Raya, do you know? No. Majora's Mask. Oh, I hate that game. <laughs> really? <laughs> I do. That is my least favorite Zelda game of all time. Why is that? I don't know, because it's it's basically the same gameplay as Ocarina of Time, which is my favorite Zelda game, and I hate Majora's Mask so bad. Um, it was because of the... Um, the time, which is also just weird for me, because time travel is one of my favorite gimmicks, one of my favorite shticks. Um, so there is time travel in Mizora's Mask, but it it doesn't. So you have you have three days of game time to get through all of the stuff, and then you just have to keep going back in time and doing you're living that three days over again. And I hated it. I hated going and doing the the certain things over and over and over and over and over again because. Because I didn't get it done in time, so I'd have to start over. And I hated that. <laughs> yeah, I I really liked Majora's Mask mainly because it was... Um, I, I like time travel. Um, I didn't really... I mean, yeah, the, the I guess the timer aspect of it. Like, you have 72 minutes until you have to restart. Like, pretty much you have a 72-minute run to get through a dungeon and beat a boss. And I am not fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess that's the weakest part of that game. But aside from that, I really enjoy how dark it is. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, will, way- I will say that that was some of the most stressful. I've been, I've re- stressful games. I remember as a kid, cause I would, when that moon was coming down, man, I would freak out. <laughs> I got to the point where I uh, got the fierce deity mask. That that is damn fun. That final boss fight with the fierce deity mask it does make it super simple, but it's so fun. <laughs> oh yeah, I feel super powerful. <laughs> I went and fought all the bosses again with the fierce deity mask because you can only use it in boss uh, in boss rooms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's a glitch where you can um, you can break out of. Um, Basically, you can you can put the fierce deity mask on and walk around the world. It's a glitch in the game. Really? 
Yes. And so for a while, I was just walking around as fierce deity. And it's just like, whoa, this is really cool. But it's kind of complicated to do it. You can only walk around as fierce deity for like the last for the last day, for the, like the mm-hmm. last 24 minutes, because it requires something to happen. Oh, you know what? It was during the quest where you have to reunite the guy who was turned into a kid with his oh. fiance. Uh-huh. And there is a part of that quest where you switch controls. Like you go back, you have to control both link and him. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, but when essentially when you are controlling him as link, you yeah, well you have to pause. You're controlling him and then you pause and then you have Link equip the fierce deity mask. And the safeguards that prevent you from transforming are not there when you're playing as that guy. Mm-hmm. And then when it switches back to Link, he transforms to the fierce deity. And then when you are done with that little side quest, uh-huh. then you can walk around as fierce deity. Well, that's really cool. I was yeah, aware of that. That was a pretty cool thing. Um, I have seen a couple panels of the manga for Majora's Mask, mm-hmm. and it's pretty dark, too. Um, I really liked beating the last boss as the Dooku Seed. That was probably the hardest thing to do in that game. Yeah, because that's the crappiest form of Link, where the best form is the Zora form. I would agree. <laughs> I would agree with that. You got dual boomerangs and stuff. That was pretty cool. The swimming, I just thought was really cool. Like being a Zora and swimming through the water. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I always wanted, so they made a, a fierce deity link figure, like a little mini statue. And I've always wanted that. And it is so expensive now. I, I, like it's, it's like a, a well sought after collector's item and it's super expensive. But I've always enjoyed that. I wonder how expensive it is. I don't know. Let me eBay it really quick. <laughs> so yeah that's coming to the nintendo expansion pack the online expansion um there was some other news that came up this week so i put it in the chat did you see it yesterday mike yes i did so finally after what two to three years we have a release date and a new trailer for the lego um star wars skywalker saga video game mm-hmm. yeah um they rebuilt it from the ground up like sounds like and it looks it looks pretty cool. I like the idea that you can do whichever trilogy you want first. Um, and then there's plenty of other planets and hidden things to go do. And it comes out on April 5th of this year. So I think that's going to be really nice. fun. Guess what I'm excited about. There's there's one on eBay. And it is currently $3,971. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't have Italy. that change. <laughs> Jeez. Um, hey, uh, Ryan. Yes. Do you remember when Luke and I were playing Cuphead and you got really drunk and really bored? Um, um, let me, let me see how to say this correctly. It is, it is one of my worst memories. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a cartoon coming out now. Oh God, I hate this already. Have you seen the trailer for it? It's two no. minutes long. I don't like anything Cuphead for the reason of that I just hated watching you play that Are game for three hours. Are you serious? I wrote it for you? <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, please watch the trailer. <laughs> I just sent it to you. <laughs> it's it's really hard. So I was trying to figure out if... Um, Jamie, did you see the trailer that I posted? Uh, when did you post it? I posted a couple days ago. Uh, I meant to go back and watch it, and I don't think I did. Okay, well, it is... Um, it's a little bit... Uh, it's Ren and Stimpy. No, nah, they're using, like, the... I think it's called, like, Hose Animation or something like that. Hmm. Um, the idea where F something is always moving on screen. It's not as... I, I, I hate to say the word crude when it comes to Ren and Stimpy. But um, like that's not like the type of jokes. It oh, it seems like it's teetering between kid friendly to like adult, and I can't really tell. It reminds me more of the Twisted Tales of Felix the Cat. It has kind of like that style with it, where yeah, it's kind can, of like I can see that. It, it's kind of like 
it's kind of not I wouldn't say mocking. It's like a satirical form of like the old style '30s cartoons. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I don't think it will be very long. It'll probably just be a few episodes. But the idea for those who don't know anything about the about Cuphead and what this show will be about, um, Cuphead's soul is on the line because he makes a deal with the devil. And apparently in the show, he just simply wants to have fun. And the devil's like, here, well, why don't you come here and, uh, and uh, I'll take your soul as payment or something. I forget exactly what the plot of the game is because that's not really how, like, how important it is. Uh, but the idea is that you're trying to collect souls for the devil. And then at the very end, you're trying to fight the devil so you can free your soul and free everyone else. Um, that's the plot. And I can't wait to get into it. The trailer says that the show will be released on uh, when's the actual like date? February 18th. Correct. I just finished the trailer. So what did you think? Um, it was, it, yeah, it looks fine. It looks cute. Welcome to the Cuphead Show. Yeah. Welcome to the Cuphead Show. Um, hopefully you won't hate Cuphead. (laughs) That dragon was in it. Mickey Mouse was in it. Mm -hmm. Was in that trailer. It's kind of like, very quick. He was in it for a couple frames. So they wouldn't get sued. <laughs> They'll get sued. Just a matter of then we'll never see it. Yeah. Um, anything else? Um, I did see something that uh, this is totally not either of your guys, Ellie, I believe, and I haven't really played one of these games in a while. And the last one was absolute garbage. Um, they have the new trailer out for WWE 2K22, which comes out in March. I have uh, heard the. The shit show that was, what was it, 2018? 2019 and 20, 2020 was the bad one. They skipped 21 just because of how bad the last one was. I think 2019 was bad and then 2020 was way bad. Um, so, um, you know, no real gameplay yet. They just have a trailer out for it. So like, I'm probably not going to buy it right away or I want to see gameplay. But if anyone out there is into those games, they have the hype trailer out for it now. So I just saw that yesterday, this morning that was posted yesterday. So it's some news. I don't, I don't know if anyone actually that listens to this podcast cares, but um, it, it did pop up in my feed from one of the wrestlers I follow. So, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. Um, that team is probably under a lot of pressure to get it right. Yeah. It said like all new built up rebuilt engine and everything. So I, I'll be curious to see what they come up with and, how it looks and I mean it looks flashy from the trailer so mm-hmm. yeah so just a little bit of news there that we're fi- we're getting a 2k22 which I feel like those usually come out in like August or September maybe even October probably more October it's usually part of the big holiday push but this one is said March I think it's March 5th or something like that so well I don't think I'm going to buy it but I would definitely keep my eye on it just to see the reactions right yeah yeah, it'll be interesting to see how if that year off from putting out a game actually makes a good difference with them redoing everything. So, mm-hmm. I thought I'd mention that. But yeah, that's most of the news I've seen. So, there's there's r- rumors that uh, the next Fallen Order, Jet, new Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order game, will be out before the end of this year. Ooh! Oh, that will be cool. Yeah, I loved that game. I loved it so much. I thought about replaying it on stream here and doing it like on hard mode. Mm, that'd be fun. I watched a YouTube video of this guy decided that. So, well, do we? It's it's an old game. Do we care about spoilers? <laughs> Probably what game not. Is it? Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Okay. Go ahead. So at the end of Fall, it's a spoiler alert. So just 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 delete this episode right now if you don't want to hear. <laughs> um, the at the end of Fallen Order, you get to face Darth Vader, kind of. Darth Vader's in the game. Um, at one point, you are basically running away from him in in terror, as one does from Darth Vader. Uh, I watched this YouTube video of this guy that was like trying to again cheat, kind of, but game the system to try to see if he could sneak around and, and fight Vader. 
And he did it like a whole bunch of times and tried to figure out how to get behind Vader without triggering the Vader insta-kill you thing and see if he could fight him. And so that was interesting. Um, there's also a, He also did a thing where at one point you have to face the... It's like a force vision of your old master and you have to fight him. And you can't... It's like an, another unwinnable scenario. So he like did some mods on the game and made it so he couldn't die because he was curious about how much damage that that uh, that enemy, that boss, could actually take. So he went and actually finally def- it actually defeated that that boss because he just kind of kept hitting him forever and ever. So that's kind of, I, those, those kind of videos are sometimes kind of fun to me about some of the internal mechanics of games and how they make it be, how they, how they take the fundamental game without like making the rules that they've set up and then like tweak the certain rules for certain very specific scenarios in the game to make it so that certain things are, are guaranteed to happen. So it's, it's interesting to me how, how people do that. But that video about how that guy tries, keeps trying to run around and, and attack Vader and he does figure it out. He finally does attack Vader and it's kind of funny. So what what's the, is he, uh, what happens when he actually attacks? Um, you can only, you can only get a few hits in before it triggers the, the Vader insta kill thing. But, <laughs> but, oh, yeah, okay. it, was, it was fun. Well, cool. I would love to see the sequel to that game. Yeah. Nice. I want there to be comic books in that on, on that on that game too. The Star Wars comic books are doing really really good. Um, I recommend those, but I would like to see some comic tie-ins to fall in order too. Cool. Anything else? I think that's all I got. That's all I've got. And Ryb? Yeah. Uh, are you going to play? Are, are, are you going to steal Ar- Arceus from Michelle and play it? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to start it. I'm probably just going to watch her play it for a bit. Chase and I are going to try to do something we've never done before and share a game. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work very well. That's just my opinion. <laughs> Well, everyone, then with that being the case, we are at our timeline. We actually met our time. Well, uh, if you cut out the first 10 minutes, like I think you probably should. <laughs> probably. At least like the first eight minutes yeah. of it. We were just chatting, going on and on. So anyway, um, thank you all for joining us. We are really excited to be back for the new year. And we will see you all next time. Uh, Captain Platinum. What's that thing we always say? It's it's that thing I like to tell Uncanny Ryab that he just needs to game harder. <laughs> hey, gross. Is that a good pat? That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> gross. <laughs> all right, everyone. See you all later. Bye. See you. Bye.